I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hi, welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. I'm Coco, and I am a multi-passionate creative obsessed with (laughs) getting to know my creative self. I mean, it has been just my priority for almost a year now, and it is incredible how how much growth and magic has happened in my life, and it's brought me here to you. So if you're new here, welcome. You are welcome here. You are enough. You are worthy. And if you're returning, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me your time and Thank you for investing in your creative self. My hope for this podcast is that it nourishes your inner creative. I believe we all have a creative self. And I think that the more we tend and nurture and water and nourish her, I just feel that she will grow and blossom. Whatever you put your energy into grows. And I feel so, so confident that sometimes the missing piece in people's lives is that creative self. You know, we can take time to nurture our physical bodies and take care and eat the right foods and move our bodies. We can talk to our therapist and we can set the boundaries and do the work in our emotional relationships But if we're not tending to our creative self, if we're not seeking the things that delight us and finding the hobbies and doing the actual activities that bring us joy and flow state, I I just truly believe that there's just a piece missing. So welcome. I'm so proud of you for being here. And today I wanted to talk about a couple things Have you listened to Glennon Doyle's new podcast, We Can Do Hard Things? If you're a fan like I am, I was thrilled to find out that she has a podcast because not only am I creating my own podcast, but I am a lover of podcasts too. So when I found out she was coming out with a new podcast, I was thrilled. It comes out on Tuesdays and it's her and her sister who they're like, best, best friends. And then her wife, Abby, and her ex-husband, Craig, come on and they talk about the hard things. And this week, I think it's week three, they were talking about fun. And so I was sitting at the kitchen table with my computer doing a little work right after my big boy got on the bus. And they started talking about fun. And it just clicked in my head if they're going to sit here and talk about fun and finding fun things and what is fun and it's a struggle for Glennon for sure and her sister and I'll talk about that in a minute but if they're going to talk about fun I have done so much work 
in the recent years to give myself self the opportunity to create hobbies. I thought I would go have some fun while listening to them talk about this. And so I went into my room and I made a little painting, a little abstract painting. And that felt significant to me and I wanted to pull it apart for you guys. There would have been a time, there was a very long period of time when a blank piece of paper was terrifying. And it is okay if that's your truth right now. If you don't know how to use some empty time, it's okay. It's okay. And that's what Glennon was talking about with her sister and Abby, that they find it really hard to not do something productive. And I feel so aligned with that. But I was really proud of myself for for deciding that I was going to go paint for no reason other than to work on this new skill with this new type of paint that I've never had before. Before I had children, I was a crafter. And after I had children, I really wanted to get back into making. I've always been a maker. I guess a crafter doesn't really feel like it fits as much as a maker. And after I had my first child, I tried to, I created a space in my home. I created like a half playroom, half craft area for me. And I remember finding time, carving out time in between nursing sessions and you know, being a mom, a stay-at-home mom, I would go down into this room and I just didn't know what to do. I knew that this kind of stuff, these washi tapes, these, these, these things, I loved them, but I didn't know what to do and I only had a little bit of time and I didn't want to waste any material on something that wasn't good and it was just layer upon layer of perfectionism. And that was so challenging to me. And I remember realizing it, realizing just how hard it was for me to get to the thing that I thought I loved so much. And I do, I love painting and I love making and I love drawing and I always have. But somewhere along the way, I got super precious about the materials the expense of the paper and the paint and wasting and not having it be good enough. And it was just a bunch of garbage that was going on in my brain. And over the last seven years, I've tried. And and that's the thing, you guys. It's just trying. And lately, I've found this new paint. It's called Gauche, Gauche. Gauche, <laughs> spelled G-O-U-A-C-H-E. So DM me if you actually know how to pronounce it, but I'm still foggy. Gauche, maybe? Gauche? Um, anyways, it's a opaque watercolor. And I'm starting to play with it. And I had actually, I think I reported on this a few weeks ago, but for my birthday, I went to the art store and I got these these paints and I only got five and I got them in my favorite colors and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to buy them to play. 
And I keep them on my desk and I feel like that's a a good little hack is keeping the things that you that delight you that you want to do more of visible and within reach. So I have a glass of water in a mason jar. I've got my paint, I've got my palette. My paintbrushes are just sitting right there all pretty waiting for me to pop in and start painting. So this morning when I was listening to that podcast about fun, I was I felt really proud of myself. It, it felt like at the same time it was a challenge because I've just started painting these little paintings on Pantone postcards that I have that I've had forever, which is one of the things that I do is like I'll I'll buy something that's some sort of material that's that's cute, that's inspiring and then I don't do anything with it because I'm afraid to mess it up. So I got this paint and now I'm like, I've always wanted to paint on these postcards and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it and I'm just going to make it messy and I'm not going to have a plan and I'm just going to show up and put paint to, to paper and see what comes out. I'm on my second one and it's really cool. It's like becoming a little series and I love them. So I was really proud of myself that I was able to challenge myself with this next painting, listen to a podcast that was so nourishing about fun and know that I've done some work on it. And and I bring it to you because I'm realizing that it is work. And this morning, coincidentally, or not so coincidentally, I posted a picture of the golf ball that I painted recently. And I wrote play on it. And I spoke this morning about play and how, you know, it's not that easy sometimes to access that side of you for play, that fun side, but through practice and just allowing and doing, it becomes easier. And then as soon as I posted that, I started listening to Glennon's podcast and it was all about fun. And it just, this all on the heels of a weekend that I had with my husband without the kids. And it just feels like the universe is saying more please, more please, more please, more fun, more painting, more joy, more, 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 more podcasting. Because that's the end of this loop, right? It's like I posted about play on Instagram. Then I was led to listen to the podcast about fun. Then that led me to painting, which led me to here because while I was painting, I was like, well, this feels appropriate for me to share. I'm so grateful that I've created this place in the interwebs for the podcast on Thursdays to connect with you because, like I've said, I am always learning lessons. I'm always trying to decipher what it means and how I can grow from it. And this morning, the linking of the joy, fun, play narrative just feels really beautiful and I wanted to share it with you. This weekend, my parents took the kids and we played. <laughs> we went out to lunch a couple times and we bought new trail running shoes and we went on a trail run the next morning and we went dipping in the very, very cold water of Sebago Lake. And it was so fun. I feel like I, I want to explain to you why running this trail was such a big deal. So when Tim and I first started dating, 
I was really into running. It was just on the heels of me leaving my first marriage. And, you know, in that breakup mode, it's like, where can I put my energy? Because if it doesn't go one place, it's going to go another. So I need a place to put it. And, you know, running was that for me. And we were, we were just started dating and I invited him to go on a run with me. And he said yes. And since that moment, he always was just like, that was the worst ever. I hated it so much the entire time. And he's always kind of held on to the idea of that he doesn't like to run with me. And I've always known, like, how can you think that now? We're seven years into being married. We've been together 10 years or 11 years at this point. We are different people. We're like each other's person now. We're not like freshly dating, uncomfortable weirdness, trying to keep up. We're two humans doing life together. So he has been firmly against running with me. And it's not like we have a ton of options to do it here without support for watching the kids, right? But recently, over the last six months, he's been running more. And as he was pulling himself out of his depression, really turned toward running to help him kind of strengthen all the things. And it was actually his idea when I planned the weekend to have the kids down in Rhode Island, I asked him what what he wanted to do. And after kind of thinking about a few different physical things, which was such a joy because there's been times in our lives where like the only thing we do is just like drink and be silly. And now it includes more things like go on a longer hike, doing all the activities outside that we can't do with the kids at this point. And we finally settled on buying trail running shoes and going for a trail run at Sebago Lake State Park. And I was just like, sure, that sounds like an awesome time. And it was. It was so cool. The experience of buying the shoes was a real good life lesson for me, an opportunity for me to stretch and grow when it comes to my money mindset. Um, There were two pairs of shoes that were available to me, and one of them were super cushy, super foamy. They kind of feel bouncy and like I'm walking on kind of moon shoes. Uh, And the other were very low and grippy and kind of almost like not wearing shoes closer to that end. And the moon shoes look a bit bold. They're blue. I mean, they're, they're big shoes. They're made for trail running in a way that like comforts you, where the other ones are more of like gripping. And, and the thing is, is that I'm working through money stuff right now, mindset stuff. And I wasn't going to ask about price. I mean, we were at a running store. These were not going to be cheap shoes to begin with. And I was totally fine with that. And I slipped. And when I was trying to make the decision between the shoes, I asked the price and the ones that were super grippy and low and looked better, but didn't feel as good were like on sale sale like 80 bucks or something. And the ones that looked more ridiculous but felt incredible were a hundred and, I don't know, $30, $40. And as soon as I asked him, I was I got this like jolt of like disappointment in myself because it literally did not matter. What mattered was the function, 
the price had nothing to do with it because either one of them was fine to, to buy, right? And when I asked that, I was just like, oh man, I wish I never asked that because I wanted to f- stand firmly in this like blindly buying something and not pricing it, you know? But once he told me the price, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get what feels the best. And I did. And the trail run was awesome. We had so much fun. And my husband keeps talking about how much fun it was. And I think, you know, comparatively speaking to the first time we went out and now it's like he has a new memory. He's stronger. He's much more of an athlete now. And I had to keep up with him. I think that really empowered him to feel like, oh, okay, we can do this. This is something we can do. And we talked about it all weekend. It was so fun to take off our clothes afterwards, drop down to our underwear and just like run into the super cold lake. It was it was just so awesome. It was adventurous. It was freeing. Running through the woods is, is just uh, intoxicating to me and doing it with him after being, you know, 10 years of not running together, it just felt awesome. So the weekend was wonderful. We started our Sunday because we brought the kids on Saturday. We started our Sunday off with the run and then a dip. And then we went into Bridgeton and went into an antique store and a bookstore. And it was just like a great little wander. We headed home we made a delicious lunch and then we literally watched movies all afternoon all night and then the next day we did the same because it was so rainy and it felt so nourishing to do this super active play with running and jumping in the water and then also watching silly movies and just hanging out and drinking margaritas and just being together i feel so nourished and so rested and so reset from this weekend. I can't remember the last time I have, but I also haven't been in my house without children in a really long time. So it was it was just what we needed and I don't think we realized how much we needed it. So thank you mom and dad. I really appreciate it. It was lovely. It was truly such a gift. The weekend was was so great, but approaching the weekend, I had such anxiety. And I wanted to share that with you because I actually don't really suffer from anxiety. I did when my mom was really sick and we were dealing with chaos constantly. But other than that, just like untethered, just floating anxiety, I don't really deal with that. So last Friday was a really hard day for me. And it was confusing because I didn't understand why I was feeling that way. And my initial reaction to feeling that way was to problem solve and figure it out and, you know, be productive about figuring it out and getting through it. But I quickly realized that that's not how it works. And so I decided to stay really task oriented because when I feel anxious, I feel very fluttery and I can't, I'm not great at finishing things I start and I get really distracted very easily. So once I figured out that I couldn't figure it out, 
I decided to make a commitment, a couple commitments to myself for the day because I had a really long list of things that needed to get done. There was some business stuff that I wanted to finish so I could take the whole weekend off and be fully present with my husband. There was household stuff that needed to get done so my kids would have clothes to go down to Rhode Island and they needed to get packed and all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't just ignore, you know, and just take the day off. I couldn't just like call in sick. I had to get the things done. And so I made a commitment that I would not listen to any podcasts, which sometimes can distract me versus keeping me, you know, keeping me busy during other tasks. I decided to not multitask. I put records on the record player and I detached from my phone and I just committed to anything I started, I finished and made sure that I finished the tasks. And I also made sure that after every task, I did something that was nourishing to me. So as I went through my my to-do list, you know, it was like I did this task and then I got a cup of tea and I sat and I enjoyed it for 10 minutes or whatever. And then, you know, I folded this load of laundry and then I went and did a little bit of drawing. And I tried to balance the work that I needed to do with the space to just feel. I did some some journaling and I went to bed early. I even took a nap, I think, that day as well. While Felix was watching TV, I just took a little nap. And on Saturday, I don't know if it was just the joy of taking my kids to Rhode Island or meeting halfway in Massachusetts um, and having the full weekend in front of me, or it was all the things that I did the previous day, but it was gone. And I just was really proud of myself for having a really hard day and just acknowledging it and trying to support myself through it instead of making myself feel bad and making myself feel like I'm not doing enough, I'm not finishing, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I flipped it on its head and I was really diligent on getting the things done. And it felt so good. It felt so good to have a tough day and still be able to get the things I needed to get done. When I was trying to figure out where the anxiety was coming from, I think I was triggered during the week with a little family situation. But why it came up on Friday, I have no idea other than it kind of felt like all week, like all the domino tiles were being slightly shifted closer and closer together. And all of a sudden it was just like all the pieces were stacked together on my chest and I couldn't get rid of them and I don't know why. But that's the thing is that there doesn't have to be a why super clear when you're navigating like acute anxiety, at least for me. It was just to be really clear on how I was going to tackle my day and just get through it knowing that this was here, not trying to do things to get rid of it, just trying to set myself up for success knowing that this is how I was going to be that day. And in the assuming, in the not in the not hustling it away or pushing it down or ignoring it, in the fully embracing that, okay, today is just an anxious day. And how am I going to navigate that with this knowledge, with this, with this situation? 
with this circumstance, I think was very helpful for me. Like I said, I don't get a lot of anxiety, so I don't want to overgeneralize. And I would love to, if you do have anxiety, DM me, tell me how you manage it. Tell me how you feel about it. I know it's annoying. I know it's frustrating, but do when you're having it, do you feel bad about having it? (laughs) Is that just something I do? Um, And how do you navigate that? I think it's important to have these conversations. We just had a whole month of mental health awareness. And, you know, from being from a generation that understands mental health and understands its value in tending to your mental health and taking care of your mental health and talking about things and setting boundaries and breaking, you know, um, norms and choosing to not take on things that don't serve us. I think that my generation and the, you know, the generations going forward, because I'm like right before a millennial. It's incredible to see all these younger people speaking about all these things that are are happening, all these mental health challenges. They're all existing. Just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean people aren't going through it. When I started alluding to what was going on with my mom last summer, I am shocked how many people that I grew up with messaged me saying, me too, my brother too, my sister too, my dad too, my mom too. And it's been such a relief to know that this isn't just an anomaly. This is a lifetime of of decisions and behaviors ignored and not listening to your body, but it's also common. And I think that the more light we can shed on it, the less the less we will have shame around it. And I think shame is just so poisonous. Shame is so poisonous. But I'm so glad to be talking about it and having conversations about it. And so DM me, let me know what what your mental health challenges are and what kinds of things you do to to help, to support. You know, I know it's not a quick fix, but in those moments, like in that moment of feeling like, okay, today I'm just going to have anxiety up to my, you know, cheeks. And I'm just going to try and do things to make me feel better and allow. Like I took off my yoga, you know, normally I have like workout clothes on and try and work out every day. And I decided to put on sweatpants and just really allow, just really allow, which is kind of a new thing for me. It's been an awesome week. I moved through, if you are here from last week, I walked you through the mastermind, coming on board with the mastermind. And I committed to the mastermind before it was open to the public and before, like, we're still two weeks out from starting. And so now I get to see Caroline calling in more humans and every time I'm like oh there's another one of my people we're going on this journey together and I'm starting to think in ways of what do I want to create for you with this support what do I want to I mean I have so many ideas but what do I want to bring to you first what experiences can we have together how can we make connection how can we 
how can we have more conversations together, you and me, my community and me, and how can we cultivate this collective creative self, this community of people that are committed to showing up for their creative self and for tending to your inner creative. I'm so proud of you for being here for that reason. And I hope that these lessons during these solos with Coco, I hope these lessons are landing. And, you know, I think it's really valuable to, to hear what other people are going through. And I think a lot of the time when people are building businesses and just being present on social media, it's very easy to make sure it all looks good. And I'm not the first person to say this, but I'm just so grateful for this opportunity and proud of myself for creating the space in my life to connect with you and share these these deep shifts that I'm trying to make. And hopefully you can learn from these moments. Every week I have different, you know, more learning opportunities. We all do. And when we're situated in a growth mindset, when our everything about us is open and receptive and curious and excited, then there's always opportunity for us to, to see where we can learn and pivot and grow and stretch. And so I just am hoping that I can be that light for you you know, like a candle, I can, I can light yours. And, and me lighting your candle doesn't take away from my flame, you know? And my hope is that I can, you know, spark lots of people's lights and give you the confidence to not dim it, to keep it going, to add that oxygen and add that fuel and tend to your creative self and love your creative self and give yourself the grace and the space, you know, to make ugly work or, you know, not perfect work and to put yourself out there and to allow, allow yourself to do the things that you want to do. And, you know, maybe some of you are just like, well, yeah, duh, Uh, of course I do what I want to do. But, you know, Glennon was saying on her podcast this morning that she has a friend who actually does have hobbies and and does know how to have fun, but she started realizing that when her parents divorced, her mom took care of her during the week, and then she saw her dad on the weekends, and she saw her mom running the show, keeping everything going, doing all the the have-tos, and then her dad gets to scoop her up and they get to go to a baseball game and they get to go to the, the camera store and they do all these things that are fun. And so that, now she has hobbies that are all around the things that her dad introduced her to. And when she's with her mom, she, they don't really know how to have fun together. And that was so, so obvious, right? Like as a parent, as I'm navigating life with little kids, our goal is to expose our kids to as much as possible and show them that they are available for anything and to do those things and to show them having fun, us having fun and do things together. And it just was really an interesting observation that I think maybe a lot of women don't know how to access joyful fun moments or hobbies or and it's not that 
we're broken or we don't we don't have the ability it's that it's just been adulted out of us and that's what i'm hoping being here with me and in this community and as i start creating opportunities for us to gather more and be more inspired and do things together is that i want that for us i want us to nurture our creative selves because everybody has one we all it, it all looks different of course the things that are interesting to me aren't the same things that are interesting to you but the fact that we both have it is is that's it i want everyone to feel that i want everyone to know that this is a safe place you can come as you are you don't have to be perfect you don't your work doesn't have to be for anybody accept yourself. But you do have to show up and you do have to take care of yourself. Because Glennon was saying that there is a fun person inside of all of us. She's just been hibernating. She gave up on us when we gave up on her as we transitioned from children to adults. And I think that the same can be said for our creative self. I think it's the same thing. I think it's creative living. It's being curious and excited and joyful and looking for the things that delight us with no outcome, with no purpose, just because they delight us. So that's it. I just am really passionate. And I, the reason I'm really passionate is because I'm doing this in real time. I am turning up the volume on my creativity, on my multi-passionate self, I'm turning it up slowly, allowing myself to do more, to, to be available for more. And it's incredible. I, I just remembered that the other night we were watching Master of None on Netflix and Denise, one of the characters, she in the first season was just kind of a struggling writer. And in the second season, she sold her book. It went bananas and she was writing her second book and was just racked with that you know second book second album uh fear that what if the creativity is gone what if it's that was my only good idea what if it's dried up and it's never coming back and so she's going through this this heart-wrenching moment where she's just like what if what if what if it's gone and i i go to reach for the roku remote to pause it <laughs> and I see my husband like shield me and he doesn't even take his eyes off the TV and he just shakes his head no because he knows he has heard this so much lately that he was just like uh-uh nope we're getting through this you don't need to tell me about creative self and ideas and letting go and abundance mindset no, thank you. We're just going to keep watching this. And I just, like, no words were spoken. I just broke out into hysterical laughter and then settled down and kept watching. But I wanted to make sure to share that with you because right after I started laughing and am sitting in there, like, I, it felt so glowy. Like, it felt like the universe was saying like, this is a struggle that so many people have and you are a voice on how to get through it. 
And then it made me feel so grateful for you for being here, for showing up to this podcast, for rating and reviewing it, for being, you know, on my social, for commenting on my on my Instagram posts, for for DMing me and having these awesome conversations. You are my people. You are my people. I mean, dad, I know you're listening too. You've always been my person, but it feels so awesome to have you guys here being able to speak truth to what I know is true. I know in my bones that the more you lean into your creative self, you know it too. Let's be honest. I'm not talking about anything revolutionary. You know it too. The more you pay attention to the things that delight you, the more you look to string joy together, one after another after another, you know that the more you do it, the better you'll get. And it's not even about better. It's about feeling better. The less challenging it will be to show up, then you get through that hurdle and you learn more and you find that you're actually interested in this version of that. And it just is endless. When you stay curious and you stay committed to showing up creatively in your life in all the ways, in all the ways, in all the days, that, that's what we're looking for. That's it. That's a creative life. That's an inspired life. And even if it doesn't mean that you have endless money and your life is free of challenges, like no matter, none of that matters. What matters is right now, the life you're living right now, because the past can't do anything to us except rob us of, you know, this moment. And although, of course, there's planning and stuff like that, the future is not here yet. Right now, right now, the sun is shining in my window. I'm sitting at my desk. The leaves have finally come out. The aloe plant that I the pup I got from my mother-in-law is so enormous that it has to be on my desk now, uh, now, not on the windowsill because it's just bursting. I mean, I can, I just painted a painting. I recorded a podcast. You're here with me. I'm so grateful. It's so good. It's so good. Can you feel it? It's so good. So come over to Coco the Inspirationist on Instagram. DM me. Tell me your struggles, tell me your wins, tell me your joys. Just start a conversation with me and um, I will talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Guys, can you do me a favor? Can you review Mama's podcast? It will be a big help. You're the best. Thanks so much. Okay, bye.